Hey everyone, welcome to episode 149 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. This week is one of those that we look forward to periodically when we get to peek into the perspectives of our next generation and currently serving leaders from our teenage demographic here at the hospital church. Many of us can still remember, albeit faintly for some, our teenage years and our view of the shift in our church, at least here locally, and I'm sure other places as well, has shifted to a position of valuing and investing in leadership of our youth, which makes this guy smile with pride in us and more importantly in them. So welcome Moriandino and Amanda Santos to the podcast. Hello. Yeah, hi everyone. <laughs> See, that yeah, was, they, yeah, right, they, into, they, it, they, right yeah. into it. And we all still see ourselves as teenagers. So <laughs> <laughs> essentially, we, well, either in age or in, uh, yeah. you know, just go on, just go on. <laughs> Last week on the podcast was our final installment of one of our best series in the nearly four years I've been attending the hospital church. Of course, I'm speaking about our bold ask series, and we decided in that final installment that. So we come to the end of this series on the bold ask, and in the end, it seems there is one safe bold ask. Father, please, I boldly ask for your will to be done. Amen. So again, if you did miss any part of that or any episode of the podcast, please go back and just binge it because you don't want to miss any one of those. There was guest speakers just like we're having today, and the messages in the podcast all were very, very good. Please don't miss. All right. We are on to that time of year. It is Easter. And this is a two-week only, right, series? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Easter Story. This was part one, again, featuring the teenagers sitting across from my right and my left. And first off, I want to say that I really enjoyed this past week and what each of you had to say. And we did have a third one that just couldn't join us today. Right. Yeah. yeah Gabby couldn't share today because right. I think she had to work. And secondly, as usual, let's put Andy in the hot seat. How do you think they did, Andy? They did great. Yeah. I, I was very was very well received, very well done. I think they even told the truth. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. We have the, the polygraph machines around here somewhere. <laughs> we haven't used it for a while. But we're not going to focus so much on the stories that you guys told this past week. Because mm-hmm. what I would encourage anyone to do would be to listen And watch the stories online, either at hospitalchurch.org or the mobile app to watch them. Because part of the nuances of telling that story in the emotional part was seeing the look in your faces Mm -hmm. and putting that together with the mood that you guys set on the stage. And so I would encourage each of you to do that. Instead, I want to know how a common superhero from this past week in everyone's story, Fernando Santos, achieved (laughs) this status. How did that happen? Does anybody know? I mean, you probably are a little biased, Amanda, right? Um, I don't know. My mom, she just loves children and she's just like, it's like a magnet. They all come to her. I don't they know. Do. She's just everybody's mom, I guess. Well, when she pulled off the hat trick, she made every one of y'all stories. And I was like, all right, that's, that's pretty awesome. I would, however, concur that she is pretty awesome, but Seriously, from your view, what is it about the hospital church that has given you the confidence to not only embrace, but to excel as leaders at this point in your life when maybe not everyone in your age bracket has felt that desire or maybe even been afforded that opportunity? What's it about church here that makes that feel like this is something I want to do? I think it's just a big sense of openness that we have here and that not everyone actually, if I say, if I can say it, mostly Everyone is not born a leader. No one is uh, born at their most well-spoken, at the best in singing or anything. But I think most of the 
elders, if that's a okay word to say, <laughs> here are very <laughs> are are very open to giving us the opportunity to become those leaders and just grow us into those positions instead of maybe just expecting us to get there by some magical means. <laughs> so and doing it in a safe way? In a safe way, yeah. A way and, that makes you feel... Like, yeah, so starting out small, like at VBS, and then ending up in front of 300 people at church. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, your mom your mom had you up and yeah, <clears throat> being the host of the, of the church with her, her and Adana and your dad. <laughs> That's great. So what about you, Amanda? Um, for me, it's just a community. Like kind of what Mari said, just having the people there to support you. Like my mom, <laughs> like she's always been there. She's always been part of the church. And like Mr. Monday, Pastor Greg, Pastor Andy and Jeff, they've always been there and just to guide and stuff. So it's just been easy. Like I've had everybody that I've ever needed here to support me. And mm-hmm. it just feels like a family, not... It feels like a second home, like Gabby said in church. Nice. Well, you're going to do well. You made sure you you got Andy and Jeff both here in the room. You make sure you got them both in. So you'll you'll do well. You'll do well. Got to be nice. So I'm just speaking from experience from when I was your age and my goals were not the same as your goals are right now. But do your peers ever give you grief for being engaged in what can be seen by some as maybe more adult-like or responsibilities or maybe goody two-shoes because you are, you know, you're someone engaged in church and not just like, well, I'm going to go to church and hang out in the back and talk and, <laughs> you know, drink coffee and do whatever. Do you ever get that feeling or, is, or are you pretty much embraced by your peers for the way you've tackled Thankfully, I don't get that a lot from my peers, at least only because there's a lot of my own classmates that we all look up to. One that comes to mind is I don't. She just came out with a song, Ali Fulbright. It's called "Save Me." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so there's just countless, at least at my school, friends of mine that are up all the time, not preaching per se, but through their actions, they make it known that uh, they believe in God and they love Jesus. And so it's not as hard when you're not the only one. Now, there is a few that may see it out of jealousy, but it's not so much out of good, like, oh, you're being a goody two shoes. Maybe they're just uh, a little bit jealous or or so. Yeah, I'd say that's it for me. Have you found the same thing with your group of friends? Yeah, I've gone to Christian private school my whole life, so I've never been excluded you could you could say from anything my my best friend actually she helps with the children's ministry in her church and we have all embraced jesus in our lives so i don't think i've never got that nice goodness these guys have it together they did i had a lot of really (laughs) interesting friends when i was in high school i know i was like i you know i made it from uh first grade through academy as well and man i'm telling you you guys you guys have gotten yourself around the right group of people for sure. Cause that was, uh, and that's why I asked the question because I think it's part of the culture that's happening in our community and it is really good to see. So then do you know other young adults your age that go to a church that don't provide the same kind of level of support that you guys have just talked about that you've enjoyed here at the hospital church? Do you know people like that? Well, actually, I think. If Gabby was here, I think she could answer that question a little bit better. She goes to a public school. Do you know which one? Seminole. Seminole. Yeah, I think Seminole. Yeah, yeah. She, I think, yeah, she goes to Seminole. And yeah, she probably would have been a good one. But yeah, there's a few of my friends that come to mind. I won't name names. I don't know if they're going to be listening. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> they will yeah. if you invite them. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's a few friends that definitely, I think, 
it's not that they're oppressed, but they definitely don't show it as much. Or, you know, if someone asks like, oh, why can't you do this? They'll say, oh, my mom won't let me instead of maybe I can't because I'm, I'm Adventist or, oh, like Saturday night's fine. We're not going to be drinking or anything, but it's just, it's the Saturday night aspect of, I mean, um, Saturday aspect of it. So yeah, Hmm. I think it's more of that, just not showing it as much. So like I said, I go to a small school, but I can see some of my friends, like their church hasn't embraced them as much as my, like our church has mm-hmm. embraced Marin and I. And it can like it can show. So a lot of my friends, once they get their license and they're able to like be their own person, I guess they do move out and go to try other churches, Sure, which is nice. But like I still like or love that. My parents go to this church because it is my community. So it's Absolutely. nice to have everybody here instead of having to leave to find another family. Hmm. You know? Well, it's funny because I've heard that I believe it was about a week ago I was reading a devotional. And they're like the only way to keep peace in our family was for the kids to go to this church because <laughs> they couldn't handle our church. And we tried to go with them and we couldn't handle their church. <laughs> and yet so many people that you talk to here, there's so many families that span a long generational gap from just little kids to, mm-hmm. you know, aunts and uncles and that whole that whole framework of family that all attend the same church. So I was just curious if you had known people like that. So given what you know and, and the way you guys have interacted and, and become leaders here at the hospital church, what advice would you give to someone that maybe is at a church like that and not being embraced the way you have? What would you tell them? Because you get discouraged when you feel like you have something to give and you're not being able to do that. Jeff? Yeah, if you can just include with that question, because that's a good question. Yeah. But include with that also the idea of what that means to go to the same church, because they were just talking about their parents being yeah. part of it. And what that means also in the ter- in terms of as they get to a certain age, a lot of times they want to be distinct or separate from their family. And yet here they are, you know, explaining how important it is to have their family alongside of them. So sure. uh, that same question, but yeah. as it relates also to their own personal family. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Don't everybody jump in at once. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll go ahead. <laughs> so I would say that. There's like two main things to that. And one, the first thing would be find your niche or your niche. Just find what you like and mm-hmm. then see how you can use that in the church. Maybe you like to sing, you know, that's Sam. He was singing last Sabbath. Maybe you like to talk. That's Gabby for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the other one would be set a goal. I actually just emailed a family friend of ours that uh, I think she works at Advent Health to see about a summer opportunity. And so I think... You can also use the church as a, it's a really good platform hmm. to see how, where it can take you in your future. And I think goals, a lot of the times are what drive us. So if we don't have a goal, we'll get discouraged very easily if the church doesn't accept us. But if we have, say, in five years, I want to preach like Pastor Andy or Pastor Jeff, then I'm going to be much more likely to try again. Absolutely. So I would say niche and goal. Yeah, niche is really very fascinating because if it's with the New Testament, talking about the different spiritual gifts that everybody has, that God has gifted people in varieties of ways, mm-hmm. just like parts of the body are all needed. And so really, that's I think that's key because what one person really enjoys, another person may hate, and what one person hates, another person may really enjoy. And God gifts us in different ways of so sort of doing some exploratory work 
to sort of find out what really you know is fun for you and turns your crank and be able to engage with that as part of the church is really important. Absolutely. Now, I'm not going to ask you the same question because I have a different one for you. All right. Because, you know, we already talked about kind of as adults. I mean, we're all teenage young adults at one time in our lives. And for some of us, that's further in the past than others. But the first things that you'll realize as you get older, the things that go first are your eyesight and your mind. And it depends on which order you go in. But it's something for you all to look forward to. But from your perspective, given that if you could change something about church, we've been talking about how great, you know, things have been here and how, you know, it's been inclusive. If you could change something about church, big picture as like, you know, denomination, world church, something big or just something here locally. And you would ask us to maybe relook, rethink, refocus, remind us of something. What would that be if you could change one thing about church? Oh, gosh, that's a really big question. It's loaded. I know. know. We only have to think of one thing. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We should have a list of 10. Uh, No, it's more like... 20. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> oh, no. All right. No, I'm just, I don't know. Like, what could be better? I, I don't want to re say what I said at church. It's okay. But, but you can. If that's the answer, go um, ahead. Most definitely. For me, both of my best friends, they struggle with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, Sometimes the com- the church community doesn't accept that because they can say, oh, they're not with God or they're not strong in God. Oh my. And, and it happens to not just them, but like a lot of people and more said the elders. Or you, I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen to the elders too. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they can like look down upon them just for something that they're struggling with. And like I know suicide is also like a big topic in Christianity itself. If you su- like if you commit suicide. Or were you really with God or was God really a part of your life? And did you really believe in him because mm-hmm. he gives redemption? But sometimes it's just really a disease. And yeah, sort of like asking if you get cancer, is God not with you? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like just helping people, especially for me, I just – I. I'm attracted to the people that need help. I think that's why I'm going into the healthcare, But – I can very much, it's easy for me to spot those people that need help. And I just, I'm attracted to them. So like when people don't help their neighbor, it just makes me angry. And I just (laughs) like, that's what the church is for. That's what they should be. And that's one thing that I like about this church. I don't see people excluding people because whatever, you can fill in the blank for that. But Excellent. See, she should be a member of the podcast team because she just went to my next question with her answer in two parts. So kudos to you because Jeff and Andy have gotten really good at that. So I'm going to ask you as I'm going to ask you as a follow up then because each of you had really unique, powerful stories of how Jesus has impacted your life. And you all bravely agreed to go up front and tell your stories because that's not easy for everyone. But you all did a great job. What do you feel like Jesus has gifted you with personally that allows his love to shine through you? And you just answered that you're, you're seeking out those people. You see those people, you're attracted to those people. What's that for you, Maury? I guess one of the first things that comes to my mind is just, I, not in the same way that Amanda does, not so much in the, um, the same people that need help. That's probably the cuter thing to say, but, (laughs) (laughs) but for me, I just, I love people in general. I just, like walking down the hallway, I'll be like, Hey, what's up? Uh, whoever. Sure. Uh, honestly. Extrovert. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, I'm extremely extroverted. 
I'd get energy from it most of like 80% of the time, the other 20% I'm sleeping. Uh, (laughs) and so I, I think that is probably the biggest asset that I could and should use for, for God, both that and people tend to just tell me things. I don't really ask a lot of the time, but (laughs) people come to me if they want to know things. I usually don't say because, you know, it's usually more private things, but it's just those, it's a combination of being social and trustworthy and so Maury is the safe. Is that what I'm hearing? People come to you for when they need someone to talk to that can keep it inside and lock it away. Yeah. I wouldn't say everyone, but definitely a good amount of people. And he's ready and he's ready to talk to anyone. And Amanda wants to talk to fewer people, the ones who she knows need help. Absolutely. She's more introverted over here. (laughs) So, okay. Final question before we start wrapping everything up, you just said that people will come to you a lot and that you're an extrovert. So when someone comes to you in that conversation, Mm -hmm. what is it when they go, Maury, why are you this happy? (laughs) You're always smiling. I don't know you that well, but so far you're always smiling. You're likable. You talk, you you want to carry a conversation, be that safe place. When they ask you, why are you that way? What do you tell them? Ah, wow. Um, Does Jesus come into that conversation? Yes and no. I should bring it up more, a lot more. But I think it's just kind of an attitude thing. We like to get every day, we'll wake up on the right or wrong side of the bed. And I think a lot of times we just get used (laughs) to either waking up on the right or wrong side of the the bed. bed, so, (laughs) So I guess I've just woken up on the right side of the bed a lot. Jesus, like one of the Bible verses that I like to bring up a lot is keep a song in your heart. Nice. And that's, I don't, that plays a big part in it. A lot of the times I'll just be walking to the parking lot. I'll have my arms open, like I'm <laughs> like flying and they're like, what are you like five? And I'm like, no, I'm just singing a song. Like leave me alone. Yeah. And it's, and it's just that internal joy that my dad actually, for example, he says he's incapable of prolonged sadness. And he says that my fecundous gene. I yeah. think that's true. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. And cool. so even though he won't admit it, I think I kind of inherited that from him and also just the positivity that I've had around me. And we'll see. Uh, nothing super traumatic has happened, but hopefully I can keep <laughs> that going and spread it to others. So <laughs> it's been a blessing, really. Yeah. I can't complain. Excellent. It can be joy even in traumatic times. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Amanda? When you're talking to those people and they say, why can you have a positive attitude? What is it about you that people take notice when they're, especially when they're down, that someone is paying attention to them and actually listening and caring? Um, like Pastor Andy said, I'm an introvert, so I usually don't talk to a lot of people, (laughs) but for my close friends and they talk to me and I usually, I'm actually kind of good at giving advice (laughs) and they say thank you and like that I'm just a good friend and I just say that, I don't know, it's my personality, I guess. And like you said, I, like Mari said, I should say more about like that it's Jesus put this characteristic in me, but I don't know. It's just a natural thing that I do, I guess. It's like, I like to help. It's just, I don't know. Well, listening to both of you, the thing that came to mind and you're talking about songs and I can immediately hear, they'll know us, they'll know that we are Christians by our love. And I think that's probably in both cases, people will know that because of the people and the way that you're interacting with them. So, One of our FHE takeaways this week asked, if you grew up going to church, 
What was it like growing up in the church of your youth? Now, we heard some great stories this past week about growing up here at the hospital church, and it warms my heart to hear of positive experiences, great role models, and a safe atmosphere to grow in Jesus while helping others to do the same. There's this phrase that keeps coming to my mind, and I can't put my finger on it. Andy, do you know what that phrase is? Man. Something about loving people, maybe? Yes, love, it's loving people to a <laughs> lifelong relationship. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gosh, I almost forgot about that. Of course, we know that this isn't and hasn't always been the case in everyone's experience, but we would love to hear your experiences, good or bad, and if that has changed how you interact and support the current youth in your church. How has that changed you for the better or for the worse? If you're willing to share, of course, please leave a voicemail, send a text, 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And our final thoughts are from Gabby's portion of the message since she was last up. She wrapped up and unfortunately unable to be here today. And she closed with, just know that you are sitting here listening to this for a reason. You make the decisions you make for a reason. You are placed on this earth for a reason. Stop worrying what the future has in store. Instead, live in what is being presented to you right now. Fulfilling your purpose will allow God to take care of the future, and finding your purpose will take care of you right now. Sage advice from that Gabby Parente. It's hard to argue with that. So please, again, don't miss the stories that each of our guests shared this past week because each was unique and uplifting in their own unique way. And you can find the links you need again in our mobile app or hospitalchurch.org. All right. Who, what is happening? We have a part two to this? Part two this week as some of our... More um, elderly members? No, no, no. no, no, no. They're, they're not. They're not really. Man, we they're, went from elders to they're, elderly. They're, they're, oh. they're actually young and vibrant people as well. Uh, we'll be having three of those All right. in our church service this week. The choir will be singing. The orchestra's playing. The music theme is my story, oh, okay. and so it'll all hopefully all tie together and be a great Easter celebration. Nice. But, but, but let's don't forget don't that forget. it's six thirty on Thursday night. Oh, you beat me to it. Okay, I like it. you go. No, ahead. you go. No, 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 no. I couldn't. I could. No, 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 no. I didn't even have it in my notes. I no. was just trying to remember. Would you like to do it, Amanda? Do you know what it is? No. <laughs> Mari, do you know what it is? It's the Tenenbrae service. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. It's only taking Six, 6.30 on Thursday night here at the church. We've been invited to join New City, who worships yeah. at our church on Sundays. Um, and I think you'll I think you'll enjoy your Easter experience even more by having experienced the service this Thursday night at 6.30. Thursday night at 6.30. And then it sounds like it's going to be a full Sabbath on Saturday with the full music and the full yeah. on everything. So you won't want to miss that. We'll do our best to get those guests on as well. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you to Amanda and Maury for taking time out of your week to come and share with us. And for this past week, I really, I think people were really blessed by what you had to share. So as always, do join us again next Wednesday for episode 150. We are closing in on the three-year mark quickly. So thanks for listening and have a great week.